Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to another edition of PWC Connections, the podcast. We are back in the bucket for another episode. I will be one of your hosts. My name is Lamont Henson, and I am so fortunate to be joined by... I'm Courtney Lucas. What's up, Courtney? Hey, Lamont. We are still doing this. They keep letting us come back into this room and talk into these mics. That's because we're giving out good information our customers are getting some resources here and we're always providing insight and updates that's right i like it i love it yeah it's got to be something they i mean they're talking about giving us a podcast room right it's <laughs> <laughs> crazy so when we have our guests like we do today they'll have a nice cushy area to sit in and, and um, record right us. continuing to enhance and with that said we're going to be engineering today with a couple engineers you like that wordplay no okay yeah well anyway that was good that was good that was uh, good we're so fortunate to be joined by our water resources engineer manager and our water resources engineer too our manager miss misty manning how you doing misty i'm good how are y'all doing doing good glad to have you and our engineer too mr john prevet how you doing john pretty good and i am just one of several engineer two folks on the hall no, I'm sure it's a small group. You guys are like a fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we appreciate you. For those who don't know what engineering is or what an engineer does or the different facets of engineering, that is what this conversation is about. Uh, we're on the heels of National Engineering Week, and we also uh, celebrated nationally the introduction of Girls' Day to Engineering. Uh, so we wanted to get some perspective, and fortunately, we have two of our best engineers here to join us for this conversation. And before we get all the way into it, I wanted our audience to be more familiar with you guys. So if we could, I'm going to start ladies first. Misty, if you could tell us a little bit about your title, uh, how long you've been with PwC, and then we'll pass it over to John and kind of go from there. So um, again, like Lamont said, uh, my name is Misty Manning. I am the Water Resources Engineering Manager here at PwC. I've been with PwC almost 12 years now. Um, so I love it here. <laughs> um, it's, it's been a great place to work and um, pursue my engineering career. Good deal. We're very, very lucky to have you. John, what about you? Tell us about your title and how long you've been with PwC. So I'm an engineer too. Um, I have been at PwC now for uh, about nine and a half years. I actually started as an engineer tech uh, back before I got my license and then uh, moved to a senior tech, then moved to an engineer one, and now I'm an engineer two. Um, so it's been a progression uh, here at PwC for me. And is that the progression? Is there like an engineer three, four, five? How does it go? Uh, we do have one engineer three, um, and he's kind of the, the guy who knows all sorts of stuff that all of us can kind of go to uh he has a whole lot of responsibility um most of the other engineers on the hall are uh at the engineer two level and we also do have two positions right now that are at the engineer one level and we have several engineer techs and we have a, a lot of support staff we've got the drafters and the surveyors and uh the project coordinator inspectors um so that's kind of a little bit of a breakdown of our department so let's dive into that all the different opportunities you just named talk about you guys educational pathway what made you want to get into engineering or you know how did you even arrive at the opportunity that you're in now who wants to take that one go ahead Misty. So i'll go first um 
like I've said before, um, I didn't know what an engineer was. Um, I thought they drove trains or fire trucks. Right. And so um, I've always been. Really Which is true good. also. Yes, that is true. That is true. They are great engineers that do that. Um, I've always been interested in math. I've always been good at that and how stuff works and solving problems. And my high school calculus teacher recognized that. And she spoke to my parents and pushed me towards the field of engineering. Um, so that's how I landed on that path. And I went to NC State, graduated from NC State, go Wolfpack. And um, great I engineering got, school. That is a great engineering school. While I was at NC State, I had the opportunity to do an internship with the Department of Transportation. Um, and from that, I got a job in Raleigh while I was in school with DOT. So I worked in their work zone traffic control unit. From there, when I graduated, um, I had fell in love with construction management during my internship. So I decided I wanted to pursue that career field. And I started out in DOT's resident engineer's office here in Fayetteville. After uh, roughly five years there, um, an opportunity arose here at PwC. And I came to PwC. I started out as an E2, like um, John is. And I managed projects. Um, I oversaw the phase five annexation projects. We've worked very closely um, Lamont and Courtney and myself on those um, throughout the years and so worked on those and about almost two years ago now um, I received this position the water resources engineering manager so I'm still getting my feet wet but I love it every day no pun intended <laughs> that's that was exactly right that was a good one I was, was, good good one. One. I was yeah. wondering if y'all noticed that um, we put it on all puns <laughs> love puns I was wondering if you'd catch it um, but yeah, um, I'm enjoying it. In your previous work experiences, how many times did you find yourself being the only woman? Um, there have been several times, um, especially in construction management. You don't see a lot of women on construction sites, although you see more now, which right. is great. Um, but it it's happened often. Um, and we, in fact, we have another engineer on our hallway now. Um, Tiffany Falk, she's she's an engineer mm -hmm. and and she's an E one with us, but it is it is still rare. Although more more females are getting into it, it's it's still you're still a minority. Yeah, some progress, but it's still a process. That's right. What about you, John? Tell us about some of your work experiences to get you where you are. Uh, well, I was actually introduced to civil engineering at a, a very young age. My granddaddy had a, a degree from NC State in civil engineering. He was a land surveyor and. Um, so I, I got to hang out with him a lot, especially in the summers. I'd, I'd work with him and um, got my first machete when I was probably about 14 years old out there in the, the swamp swinging a machete. I didn't have to do too lot because I was the <laughs> boss's grandson, you know, but. but um, Nepotism. Um, yeah. It, when it, on the really hot days, he'd uh, come out there, the, the rest of us out in the swamps, and he'd say, come on, Johnny. We're going to go to the courthouse. We go do deed research and that sort of thing. Um, so you can stay inside and enjoy the AC, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was still, you know, teaching me all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I always enjoyed math, electronics, anything, you know, like that, um, mechanical stuff. Um, and uh, I actually went to, to Fayetteville Tech, uh, which is a, a great option. Um, it's, you know, definitely a cheaper option than going straight to um NC State or somewhere like that. It's also good um, to kind of get your your feet wet 
um, there's that pun again. Sorry. Did it again. Um, <laughs> two for two. You know, in the college courses, uh, somewhere local like that, if you want to do that, if you um, don't really want to go off to Raleigh or somewhere like that right away. Um, and then I did um, also went to. Let State. me piggyback on yeah. that. So you, less expensive to take those courses at a community college than versus your big university. Right. Mm -hmm. But you also want to make sure that those classes are going to transfer. Over. Right. Yeah. So there's uh, like two different types of math um, and you need to take the one that will uh, be used at NC State. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, got to make sure it'll transfer. And Fayetteville Tech has a program and uh, a civil engineering technology program and a program that prepares you for getting your bachelor's at NC State. Um, and those advisors will work with you if you tell them that's what your goal is, is to ultimately get there. They will help you plan your schedule out mm. um, because they have a program set up just for that pathway. Wow. That's really good info. Um, and at, at NC State, uh, I actually um, thought I was going to go into computer engineering um, and I actually also thought about aerospace engineering. Um, and so I've got a lot of programming, formal programming training um, under my belt, and that's really helped me a lot. And I, anybody looking to get into engineering, I would really, really recommend um, take some programming classes. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that really changed my career path uh, was an internship. I did an internship down in Kentucky with the uh, Corvette plant. And although that was a lot of fun, um, I realized that it was a long ways from home. Uh, and that's not what I wanted to do for, for me. Um, being close to all my family was important. So I decided not to do aerospace or uh, even computer engineering at that point. Um, decided to, to switch and do something different. And I knew that civil engineering could offer me something I could get pretty much anywhere I wanted um, in pretty much any town and do that. Uh, and then I, I worked for several design firms doing um, subdivision layout, commercial site design, that sort of thing. And then in 2012, um, came over here to PwC. Wow, it sounds like you guys have your hands in a lot of interesting work projects. What is there a typical day to day or week to week? What does that look like? I know for me, every day is different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, when I was a project manager, you know, every day was different then as well, but you kind of were working on one particular thing. Yeah. Um, my main major goal and main role is to make sure that everybody on the hallway, John named out everybody in our department, that they have the tools that they need to get the job done and they have the support that they need. Um, you know, make sure there's no roadblocks in their way to get what they need to do. Um, but also I have my hands in a few projects as well that I'm, I'm trying to um, get completed. Like today, I got to spend the morning out at Glenville Lake, which was wonderful because it's a beautiful day outside. Got to see all that. So, um, and then, you know, I spend majority of my time inside, but it is nice to go out a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's my day. What about you, John? So I do a lot of um, project management, um, engineering project management, and uh, you can kind of think of engineering project management as kind of like if you want to remodel your bathroom. Um, first, you got to look at it and see, okay, well, here's what I don't like. Here's why I would want to remodel it and why I want to go through that. Here's kind of what I'm thinking I want want it to look like. Then you have to kind of design out uh what you want. You have to look at what's there, what'll fit. You have to look at the studs behind the walls, look at all the 
plumbing, uh, the electrical, uh, everything that's there, kind of redesign how things are going to go, how things are going to, um, everything's got to fit together. And then comes the construction. You've got to manage how things are being put together. And um, I'd say the biggest part of engineering project management is mitigating the unknown because something will always come up that you didn't expect. So you've got to expect the unexpected uh, and somehow plan for that. And that's that's the, a big part of um, engineering project management. So as you can imagine, like Missy said, every day is not quite the same. That's like, a good yeah, point, John, because that's things different. they don't teach you in school. You know, in school, you learn the books and you learn like the aspects of this is how it works. These are the calculations. This is how you get from point A to point B. This is some solutions that you can use and put towards the problem and you, and you get some tools in your toolbox. But when you get into real life engineering, you learn that you have to be agile. You have to be flexible. You have to be able to um, coordinate with all different kinds of people. You have to be able to um, not only problem solve, but remember that there are times that you need to take a step back and look at the big picture. Um, and what are we really trying to solve? What's the right thing to do here? And so being able to be flexible and change course is a huge part of the engineering field. Can you think of a project that you conducted here where you had to utilize some of those skills? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, like we talked about, you know, phase five. I mean, that's a huge, a huge example right there. That is a huge elephant that we have been eating since, um, the city of Fayetteville annexed uh, the western part of the county and some of the northern part of the county in 2005. And so there were close to 17,000 parcels without, you know, service. 8,000 8, of them needed roughly, roughly 8,000, 8,500 needed water and sewer. Well, sewer and some water. So we had to break that down into project areas and for design and construction. And, you know, then we have to communicate with the, the property owners because, you know, that's a huge, you're going into their neighborhood, tearing up their neighborhood, you're providing sewer service. Um, it takes a lot. And when they come to you with a problem during construction, it may, it's definitely most of the time, never a problem you've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. And you have to look at it from their perspective and um, find out what would be best, not only for PwC, but also for the customer and for their property and so definitely a lot of times that you have to be agile especially when you're working with the public because you know we're providing a service to them they are our customers and they're why we're here and so we want to make sure that we we provide the best to them that we can i imagine engineering work is very satisfying seeing it from the start to completion. And you mentioned annexation. And I remember when I got here 10 years ago, that list was really, really, really long, but it's much shorter now. Yes, <laughs> you've, yes. you've nibbled away at that. So that must be satisfying to see, you know, I'm doing something important, like you said, and it's happening. Yes, it is. It is nice to see the finished product. Um, and we are very close to seeing the end of the tunnel on that one for sure. And so it is nice to look back on the ones when I got here almost 12 years ago, the ones that we started on then and um, see how many we've put under our belt. That's, yeah. yeah, that's that is very satisfying. Um, um, I'll also just point out um, engineering is a lot of fun, but it's also a, a whole lot of hard work. So it's important to find somewhere where you can fit. Uh, 
the people that you work with are, are very important. Um, so at just a little bit of advice to anybody out there looking to get into engineering, yeah, you can make some good money, but it's not just about the money. Um, when you're out there job hunting, look for a place where you can fit in with your personality. Um, look for people that are going to support you, going to help you grow. Um, and that's what really makes engineering fun. And, and then if you've got the good people around you, then, uh, you can have a lot of fun, um, doing all the, the hard engineering work. I want to talk about, um, if we can, different types of engineering, because we do house several different types of engineers here at PwC. Uh, Miss or John, can you kind of give us a, a, a list, if you will, of different types of engineers? I'm thinking like the nuclear engineers and the mechanical engineers, for example. Mm -hmm. um, well, let me start off by saying um, engineering is different from science, uh, which is different from mathematics. So if you think about um, the real high level uh, really smart people like Isaac Newton and um, Albert Einstein. They were mathematicians, okay, um, and theoretical physicists. Scientists then will take what the mathematics folks have done and they will formulate um, ways to describe the world around us. And so they come up with uh, new formulas and new scientific theories based on mathematics. Um, and then engineers will take formulas that scientists have come up with and will use those formulas to build out uh, civilization uh, and to build the things that we use every day. Now, all of those are interchangeable. Uh, there are some really, really, really super smart people that do all three of those things all at once. Um, Notice he said the really super, super smart people are mathematicians, are not engineers. <laughs> <laughs> I did catch that, but I was going to let it fly. Go, ahead, go on, John. Uh, um, I'm not saying engineers are not smart. Um, <laughs> I, I know that there's no way that I could come up with a mathematics behind quantum physics. Right. So, right. You know, not I'm, many people could. Yeah. So um, let the, the folks out there in academia, you know, do their, their thing. Their magic. Yeah. And, um, but I, I, you know, I, I feel like I get to be out there, you know, building up um, civilization and actually helping people, you know. Um, so uh, as far as the different types of engineering go, um, yeah, you've got like nuclear engineering um, here at PwC. We also have electrical engineers, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I, as I mentioned, I thought about going into computer engineering and a part of that is electrical engineering. There's a whole lot of math um, and science that goes into that. Uh, that's a lot of real hard work too. Uh, as far as water resources goes, that's uh, a branch of civil engineering. Civil engineers um, divine, de sorry, design things for um, civilization, uh, roads, bridges, uh, water and sewer systems, that sort of thing. You have environmental engineers mm -hmm. as part of that. Environmental Geotechnical engineers. Geotechnical engineers as part of civil. Yep. Um, Land surveying also falls under um, civil engineering, although land surveying is actually more like science. Um, that's not passing out pieces of paper to take a survey on the land? No, that's a different type of surveying. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's kind of funny. I, several years ago, I told somebody I worked for a land surveying, I, I worked for a, a surveying firm, and they said, oh, well, what kind of flyers do you hand it? That, and I said, no, no, not that kind of surveying firm. It's a land surveying. Um, but land surveying, um, a lot of times you see 
the guys on the side of the road with that funny looking instrument. Uh, Lancerbang is a lot more than that. Lancerbang is um, looking at the world around you and taking what you see, uh, putting it into a uh, geospatial reference where you can take that form and describe it in a way where you can compare other things around you, um, where you can analyze what's there. Um, and part of it is surveying boundaries. Uh, that's the oldest form of land surveying, but there's so much more to that. Now we can, you know, survey the topography of the land, the hills and valleys uh, using drones and uh, special imagery um, products. Uh, I just read an article this morning about um, some scientists going into uh, the, the um, pyramids in Egypt and surveying the inside of those. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So, I'd like to... Yeah, yeah that's, that. that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, all the different ways you can use surveying and, and what's called geomatics um, to geolocate. So let me do a little things. plug for surveying. Um, it's often overlooked in the civil engineering field or in any engineering field. But for those of you, uh, most of the time in surveying, you don't have to have a four-year degree. You can get a two-year degree from the technical college and um the average age right now what was it we heard this morning of a surveyor is around 64 mm -hmm. and so um pretty soon surveying is going to be in really high demand because people are retiring yeah and so for those of you that you know like working outside like you know, how, how to lay things out. And, and, you know, on a project, a surveyor gets involved first mm -hmm. and like Rodney said this morning, they get involved last, yep. you know? Um, so it's very interesting. So just to put a plug out there that, you know, that's definitely a field of engineering that often gets overlooked. And I'm um, glad you mentioned Rodney because he has appeared on our TV show to talk about surveying uh -huh. in the program at FTCC. And that is available on our YouTube channel. If you want to take a look and learn more. Yeah, absolutely. We're getting kind of close to time, but I did want you guys to share some advice for uh, youth, students in school, or even someone who may be considering a career switch. What advice would you have if they're thinking about engineering? Well, one thing that I have is, um, you know, John mentioned about being super smart and things like that. And yes, you do have to be pretty smart, but you don't have to be the best book smarts person to be a really good engineer. So for those students who are really interested in engineering and how stuff works, and you may not be performing at your best right now, you know, um, that's okay. Don't give up. Find the right mentors. Um, attend a community college. Take extra courses. You know, it may take you a little bit to get to where you need to be to get into the engineering school, but don't give up because you don't have to be the best student to be the best engineer. And a lot of times you see people getting discouraged because they're having a hard year, you know, a lot's going on and, and they may not have gotten had the best year in high school, but that's okay. You can take, you know, find your local community college. Fayetteville Tech has a great program. Um, I'm not sure. I know you have to have certain um, grades to get into their program, but you can still start out in general ed at FTCC and, and try to get in there. Um, so that's probably that's my best advice. John? Yeah, um, I'd say always be willing to learn, and that's more than just engineering stuff. Uh, always be willing to grow your non-engineering skills, especially your people skills. 
Uh, there's some really cool resources out on the internet. You can find groups and forums that are engineering focused. Uh, there's all sorts of YouTube videos and podcasts. Uh, in fact, on Reddit, there's a, a cool subreddit called Ask Engineers. Um, and I'd also um, like to just give a, a shout out to um, to girls out there who are interested in engineering. Uh, just uh, some stats, you know, females in the U.S. make up about 50 percent of the population, but the percentage of women in engineering is only about 15 percent. That's one five percent. Uh, and getting girls into engineering is more than just about the numbers. Um, diversifying engineering is, is actually really important because uh, right now we're just kind of in the status quo. Engineering's always been kind of a male-dominated world. Um, and, and that kind of puts a limitation on what we can achieve as a society. Um, and that's because engineering is about new ideas and problem solving. Um, and diversity brings in people with varying backgrounds and differing life experiences. And we end up with countless ways of um, looking at the world. So diversifying in the field of engineering will bring an influx of views that engineering hasn't seen before. Diversity makes engineering better and better engineering makes civilization better. Um, so I, I think it's important to, to get all sorts of different folks in, in engineering. I think Absolutely. that's well said. It's a way, it's a great way to end it. That was awesome. I was I was going to compare it to the conversation we were having prior to us going live when you're talking about books written by male and female authors and perspective. And you're right. That is exactly why it's important to not only have more women, but to be diversified. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. You know, I'm all for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, we can ready to wrap this up. I want to Thank you guys for joining us, for taking time out of your busy schedules. I also want to take this time to say thank you for all you do for the organization. Uh, you know, and thank you for making me feel welcome uh, since I've been here and been a, a colleague of you of you two. Uh, greatly appreciate it. I, I definitely respect what you do and uh, it's appreciated. Well, we appreciate you mm -hmm. and everything you do. So you too, Courtney. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, we are getting ready to wrap it up here in the bucket. This has been another episode of PWC Connections. Please follow us on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all F-A-Y-P-W-C. What about the uh, stream? We are um, streaming now, our TV show stream. So if you have a Roku device or an Amazon Fire Stick, Android TV, Apple TV, you can find us there. Just type in Fayetteville or PwC or the Public Works Commission. Um, and then for the podcast, you can find us on all of um, the platforms for free. You got something, Misty? We just, you know what? We're with our water people and we can't not mention something very important water later come on <laughs> we can't we have to mention the annual water changeover um that started on march 1st it's something that's required uh annually by the state of north carolina and during the changeover we stop adding ammonia to our water treatment process so you may notice a stronger chlorine smell or taste in your water um, there's nothing wrong with the water it's fine to drink and consume if you do pre-treat your water for, say, a dialysis machine or fish tanks, please keep doing what you're doing, um, and things will resume on April 1st. As part of that, you will notice um, several hydrants flushing and flowing, um, so that's why we're trying to flush our system out, so just be mindful of that. Yep. And all that information is located on our website, FAYPWC.com, if you want to get more info. 
please continue to listen to our podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Thank our guests. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Lamont. Catch you next time. Thank you.